0: You are listening to Rumination Thursday Law and Gospel on this June the 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is, of course, Wes Rhymenis. Hi, Wes.
1: Hi, Tom. How are you?
0: Doing pretty good. And yourself? Well, I'm trying to stay cooler in these hot days. Yes, um... Can you imagine us not having air conditioning? (laughs) No, I can't. Boy, that's a real gift. Well, we've got something very interesting you found to talk about today, and I want to begin by talking about a Greek word, namely ichthus. And what does that mean, that Greek word? Well,
1: it was... uh, uh a symbol for fish back yes. in the early Christian to to identify one Christian to another Christian and uh, kind of underground, so to speak.
0: Yes, because it was very dangerous in the early church to be a Christian. You could be persecuted, be put to death. So when they met each other and if they drew in the dust a fish, Ichthus, then that showed that they were a Christian uh, rather than, you know, a cross or something like that. And each letter of the Greek word for fish, Ichthus, stood for something. I believe it was Jesus Christ, God, Son, and Savior. Be that as it may, this was a way to protect the Christians well, do we have any instance that you know of today where, say, wearing a cross can be kind of dangerous?
1: Well, there's a couple of instances that, uh, well, there's quite a few instances since since you talk about wearing a cross, but uh, a couple that I found was one that w- happened back in 2019 in, uh, And the case just got settled in the European courts. A factory worker in uh, Scotland was fired for wearing a a cross necklace in in his uh, place of business, in in his factory that he worked at. He was a quality inspector, and he worked for a food factory, and uh, he was wearing a silver silver cross necklace that had been sanctified during a baptism ceremony he was a russian orthodox uh,
0: christian and uh had he was fired for it. wearing that and then you say it went to court but there were others who were wearing other items while they were working, working? Sure, they were wearing
1: secular items such as lanyards, identity passes, keys around their necks. So they were wearing uh, other types of things, not necessarily jewelry, but he was wearing a cross and was singled out.
0: Very interesting. But the court went through, and they now have given him an okay to wear the cross.
1: Right. Yeah, he, he was given an okay. And there was a similar case to that in 2013 in the British Airways. An employee was told to, to hide not to wear a, a white gold cross visibly. So, you know, he's, he's popping his head up in, in Europe here about wearing these cross symbols.
0: Yes, a lot of people are just really disturbed. Why do you think a person would be disturbed because of seeing a cross on someone?
1: I, that one I, I kind of wondered about, too, but uh, I think it's, it's uh, against Jesus
0: himself. Yes, yes, very good. Yeah, when you see a cross... It's kind of a mirror that you yourself need a Savior, and that's what this person is saying by wearing a cross. Now, unfortunately, you see a cross being used just as a form of jewelry, particularly by certain singers that we would not agree with with how they sing or what they sing about but they still wear a cross that isn't emphasizing Jesus that's just trying to make them look good
1: right well, I think you have that uh, in any given society that uh, it, it's, it has no meaning until it's explained to them uh, don't you think that sometimes they, they have no idea what they're actually doing at that time
0: Well, yes. Yes. In fact, uh, Solomon in his Proverbs says that very point, that when you are against Jesus, you hate Jesus and love death, but you may be unaware of the fact that you're loving death because you're having such a good time in worldly things. And so that would be following up with what you just said.
1: Well, isn't that what we're running across in in our world today, that
0: we call it evil good and good evil? That's from Luther's Heidelberg Disputation in 1518, where he wrote a disputation against some Augustinian friars. And that was one of the points that uh, what we call good... Uh, they would call evil, and what we call evil, they call good, and that's happening today. For example, what is good is to be really telling others about Jesus Christ, and others say, no, that is really evil, and so we're going to talk more about this next week as we get near the July 4th, but just... As a taste for next week, what are you finding about the kind of attitude people want to have for July 4th that's different than the old days?
1: Well, in essence, that, uh, oh, what do you say, that uh, we're we're not a a democracy of people for free will, it's kind of... uh, the race, you hear called the critical race theory, where uh, they're trying to rewrite American history, that behind every clause is is, is and a law that's passed in the land is uh, something to do with race and racism.
0: Yes, well said. And so therefore, that's really quite different churches that get involved with this, they think that social ministry is really their text and their job, which really isn't true. Uh, It's not that a Christian cannot be concerned about the social position of people and help them out, but that's not the, the point of the church. The church is to preach Christ and him crucified.
1: Crucified. Yeah, exactly. And, and I agree with what you're saying. I think what we see is, you know, I was a history major in college. I just love to read history. Is is. We're trying to rewrite history to, to make it sound like uh, a little bit better that they're racist and things of that nature. Um, it's just, for instance, I've I've read some things on various family histories in the South, and well, of course they were racists for for owning slaves and saying that uh, blacks were slaves. But in the middle of, the, of that whole historical pro- problem in the South, there were those whites that. that fought against slavery in the South, just not the North only.
0: Yes. In fact, uh, that was true. Even with the Lutheran church, Missouri synod, uh, we would hold Sunday school and vacation Bible school, uh, for black children and this kind of thing. And we were persecuted for doing that.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, 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 on the flip side of that, uh, they were saying that we, that we, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, were ra- for races against the Indians up in Michigan, where there was a part of the Missouri Senate up there uh, back in the 1800s with the Chippewas. And come to find out, if you really read the history and dig into it, it was the German Lutherans who encouraged the Chippewas to to write down their language in, in a written form, translate uh Luther's small catechism into their their language and even some of the German hymns uh, translated into the german into their their language, so they're very supportive of them, but people try to make them sound like they were racist
0: yeah that that's a really different kind of way of doing things. Uh, A lot of times, missionaries, they would go to another country and try and teach, say, whatever country they were in, the English language. But then they began to learn the language of the people in that country so they could uh, preach it. And, of course, now the Bible is written in a multitude of languages, uh, or I should say translated into them. So that they are available for most cultures and most nations,
1: and I think that's that's an extremely good point that you bring up. That we translate into that culture, you know, the 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 Bible itself, and we set up seminaries in these various countries for the, for the cultures in there. Uh, one is that I can think of is by 1964, there was no more Lutheran presence in in Haiti, and that got revived back in the in the uh, 1970s. Uh, and today they've got a seminary down there in Haiti, Lutheran Seminary, proclaiming the gospel.
0: Yes, yes. So we're, we're working, but there's real problems. For example, in dealing with the, the cross again, some people so hate the church that some churches are being broken into, windows are being broken, and in fact, in some areas, they have uh, police during the worship service so that more problems won't break out.
1: Yeah, you know, we we used to say that was going on in, say, India, um, Nigeria, other countries, other foreign countries. But what you just described is also going on in the United States.
0: Yes, and it's something that we need to be aware of, that if you are a Christian, then there is a beatitude that is definitely going to come against you. Blessed are those who are persecuted for my sake. So how do you get persecuted for the sake of Jesus?
1: I guess just what you talk about, going out and wearing your, your, your symbols of the cross or, or the fish. You know, that people see that you are uh, a Christian.
0: Uh, I, I would, I would guess. Yes, uh, symbols are really important. In fact, you were sharing with me, I think it was you, who uh, a man was driving a Mercedes, and what did he have on his dashboard?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why I, I decided that we should take a look at this this uh, wearing symbols because uh, I'm driving down the interstate, and I see this, this uh, kind of yellowish, sort of object sitting in his stash, and I'm thinking, what is this? As I pass it, it's a Hindu god that's uh, sitting in his stash, and he's looking for, I guess, uh, safety as he travels.
0: Yes. So do we object to a person doing that? No. I, I mean— That's uh, right. We don't object. They have a freedom— to show their religion.
1: And and you are exactly correct. You you are talking about our American freedoms and that. And that that wouldn't prevent us if the guy should stop at a a restaurant or, you know, some other place of business in a parking lot that we might not, you know, take the time to engage him into the meaning of what's going on.
0: I can see some Christians, though, Let's say he's a pizza driver, and so every time he delivers pizza to their house, he's got that symbol in his car, and they start complaining about that to his business. So they say, well, if you're going to continue to deliver pizza for us, you got to take that symbol out of your car. I believe that would be wrong for them to say that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I would agree with you. But uh, it presents to us an opportunity to, to try and engage them in a conversation about
0: that. I mean,
1: on yeah, a flip particularly side, yeah.
0: if he did what I did and drove a taxi for them.
1: <laughs> yeah, you took the time to ask them what they believed in, did you?
0: Well, I've never, I've always been the driver. So I've never, really, I've never been a passenger in Uber uh, or Lyft. Mm. Uh, Always been the driver. So, uh, but I definitely have symbols in the car to show that I'm a pastor. Oh, you had a statue
1: of St. Joseph on your dash?
0: No, there's no (laughs) (laughs) statues of anybody uh, (laughs) on the dash. But I'll I'll have a KFUO kind of thing, and uh, they'll ask, oh, what does that station do? And I say, oh, I've been on there for 25 years, and I'm talking about Jesus Christ, and I'm a pastor. And then we get to talking about, well, what denomination are you? And then things go on from there. Sometimes people just be quiet, and they don't say anything. But other times you can get into a conversation. Yeah. So we're not opposed to having things in your car because you have that freedom in the United States.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh no, I would never, never uh, try and cause that an individual a hurt or harm just because they they had a statue on their their dash that, that I disagreed with. You know, it just it it's, it says to me, and you know that there's a lot of work of of witness, of, and how do we witness uh, the good news of Jesus Christ to them? Because you know, they're certainly driving in the wrong direction.
0: Yes, uh, I, I see a lot of times protests with uh, people having signs. And that really gives you an idea of what they believe. I saw one with three women, and what it was was, you know, we care for worship, we care for God, and we care for choice.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's part of uh we also care about,
0: that, that we're not calling sin a sin, you know. Exactly. Yeah, and see, that's why Christianity is really abhorrent to women like that, because they love abortion, which means they love death, and and therefore they can be in great problems in regard to uh, their soul. And so it's important that we participate even in these protests in talking to people about why are you're doing this and trying to explain to them what they really are saying to God, even though they may not be aware of it
1: well exactly and there's a couple of points that you that two points that I think that you often mention in in your broadcast of the law of gospels the first one is sin, and in the middle of sin is the is the letter i and how important. I is to, in, in the middle of our life, and the second is is that Christianity is the only religion in which you can't save yourself. God does the saving, and it's a gift through to faith in in the um, gospel of what Christ has done for us.
0: That's a good law and gospel point because when I becomes more important than Jesus. This happened at the time of the Reformation when they were talking about the third use of the law. They say, do we need to be informed of the law by reading the Bible? They said, no, once we have the Holy Spirit, we get informed by the Spirit within us. And a lot of people are saying that today. And therefore, they're living lifestyles that are really Contrary to the word of God, uh, either with the uh, murder of children in the womb or homosexuality or uh, what's that thing? Trans what? Transgender. Yes. That they're born Mm -hmm. one way and then all of a sudden they want to be thought of as another way. And they will even go to surgical means to make themselves the other way. But I have never heard of a man who wants to be a woman who is able to have a baby.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's just uh, a sign of the, the, the times that it gets kind of cyclical because you talked about all these problems at the Reformation. We're having all these problems going on now. And it's just uh, necessary for us to get out and tell that that good news, you know. You, you know I belong to a fitness club. Uh, they know that I work my hours around so that I'm free on Thursday mornings to, to talk about KFUO. And they're coming around, and they're, they're they're starting to say, you know, that's really important that we get out there and, and that you're out there telling the good news of Jesus Christ over KFUO. And they're starting to come around, and they're asking, when are you on And what else is there on KFUO?
0: Yes, it's a way of witnessing, and we encourage people to put a KFUO bumper on their car, this sort of thing, uh, with a station on it so they can listen to it. Um, you, You can hear KFUO for about 100 miles around St. Louis, depending on the weather, and so it becomes an opportunity for them to uh, hear the Word of God. But you said something else, that you enjoyed history. That's a good point to make, because if you learn history, you learn that the problems we are having today are very similar to the ones they had in the past. They may call it something different, but it's the same kind of problems with I at the center of your decision as to what you think is right or wrong. And so all the way back, look with Adam and Eve. It was I that got in the way of God. And there I believed Satan rather than God. And that's what Solomon says. They love death more than they love Jesus.
1: Yeah, it kind of met, brings the whole thing full circle in terms of our, our lives with, with with Christ. And, you know, I'm, I'm often reminded in Matthew where uh, Jesus says, Don't lay up for yourselves treasures you on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break into steel. But rather lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and thieves do not break into steel. Uh, obviously our 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 faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel. But it's also I I see it as people, you know, people we encounter are are treasures to to, to God that that uh, we can bring that wonderful good news of Jesus Christ to them.
0: And you can do it all kinds of ways. You don't need to speak at all all the time. You can just put it on your car or just have people when they visit your home. Uh, You have religious pictures at your home, don't you?
1: Well, I, I chuckle because just about every room in the house has got one. In, in the dining room, we've got the, the 23rd Psalm and a picture of Jesus. You go into the either living room, and we've got uh, crosses or or other uh, religious pictures. So, there. I one friend of mine that came over a while back said, "You can definitely tell you're in a in a house of a Christian."
0: Yes. Well, on Tomorrow's Law and Gospel, which is kind of open mic email, you can email me if you have questions or if you know of other situations in which this is happening. We'll be glad to talk about it and help you through this to give you the comfort of the gospel. I'm Tom Baker, and with me has been who... Wes Reimnitz. Wes Reimnitz. God bless you.